Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Hey, I was just... Hello, welcome along. Yeah. What? It's mailbag, but I just want to I was just going to introduce it. Okay, go on, introduce the show. No, no, you've, you've ruined it now. Carry yeah, on. What do, you, what? what do you think this is? The one show with all, with all your, <laughs> your bits and pieces and your natural structure. What have you got an auto queue up yeah. there in Sunderland? Oh, just fucking get, get on with it. Mate, have you got a fucking takeaway coffee on the go there? I can see that. Mm-hmm. you got a Costa. I know. What kind of mad, yeah. decadent lifestyle are you fucking living? Well, just because you've got you two hit I... podcasts, you're just, you've gone mad. You've become like Liberace. Well, listen, I'll explain if you like. It's now 9.20 on Monday morning. Yeah. We were going to do this at 9am. Right. I was just leaving Sainsbury's at 8.53, right. so I wouldn't have had time to make, make me coffee. own coffee. So I went to, the co- went to the custom machine in the garage on the way out of Sainsbury's because I've been out buying some bits and bobs for Christmas. Bits, you were your fucking so there bits and bobs. But if I knew you, you were going to be 20 minutes late... You've become the rhinestone uh, cowboy, just like we always knew you would. Out buying yeah. bits and bobs, takeaway coffee at yeah. home. That's rig coffee. Yeah. You, getting, you're rig coffee. Cards and letters with people I don't even know. Offers coming over the phone, etc., etc. Et Talking of wild decadence, there's a situation mm. with my teapot at home in my rig. Now, regular listeners yeah. all know I'm a big... The teapot is a big part of my life. Right, because as yeah. I've outlined before, I've got a special teapot with an internal filter yeah. system, which means you do not need a strainer. I make all tea using yeah. tea leaves because I'm fucking yeah. fancy as hell, right? And Se- sales of that teapot, I believe, have rocketed, rocketed since you mentioned right? it on that, the podcast. That style of podcast. So anyway, over the weekend, turns out my missus bro- accidentally uh, was a bit clumsy and broke the lid of the teapot. So I said, oh! no, no, don't worry. I said, don't worry. It happens. We had a reserve teapot. It's not as good because it doesn't have an internal filter. So you have to chuck mm. bags in instead. It's fine. She's off Christmas shopping to get her own bits and bobs this morning with, with my mother-in-law, mm. who will be knocking yeah. around in a minute, right? Okay. <laughs> be like, what's We're he doing in that, then? What's he doing? doing it? Hey, fuck off. I'm doing my podcast. Why don't you get a proper job? <laughs> when you married him, he said he was Britain's best journalist. <laughs> now, all he seems to do is talk to that northern gentleman on his telephone. <laughs> hey, don't worry. It's 2019, love. This is the fucking future. Leave the fucking money to proper me. Job. Right, I'm putting bread on the table. Don't worry about that. Right? <laughs> you don't need to be fucking writing for the poxy newspapers no more. Well, I don't think it's any way well for done. a respectable gentleman to be earning so, yeah, a living. So your what is around. it? A pod what? Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's not a re- fair reflection of my mother in law at all. She's not judgmental in the least. So, anyway, uh, so they're going out shopping up the precinct. And I said, yeah. she said, I'm going to get a new teapot. So, obviously, I gave her, I said, do not treat this lightly. This is a serious issue. 
you know sometimes mm. wives not to be sexist but they'll go off and they'll think oh it doesn't matter it's just a fucking teapot's a teapot mm. next thing you know she's, she's bought a fucking mm. five pound teapot from Asda's and it's a load oh, of gosh. shit right uh. it's like you've got to take this seriously it's like I've said about pillows there are some mm. things in your house you have to get the best you can possibly afford right yeah not everything yeah. but some things and one of those things is the fucking teapot Anyway, I'm talking. Uh, we're having a long discussion about teapot strategy, teapot size. What size do you get, right? I said I'm thinking we yeah. should upper size because sometimes we both like a second cup, right? Oh, but who's the rainstorm cowboy now? Well, it gets worse because I've got carried <laughs> away as I'm briefing her. I'm going through all these different possibilities where we get one like this, we get one like that, and in the end, I've gone. Do you know what I'd really like? I'd like you to mm. get three from the same range, the range we've already used, right? Um, in the same colour. I've said maybe maybe a, a red colourway, right? Um, yeah. I said, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a small one, like a two-cupper for when you're in the house on your own, right? Maybe you're in your rig <laughs> doing your podcast. Maybe you're doing two yeah. podcasts back-to-back. You want a couple of cups on standby, right? Then a, mid, <laughs> a middle one, a middle one that's for like when me and my wife are both having a cup together and maybe sometimes the kids like a cup of tea as well and then I said get a third yeah. one that's for when we've got guests around right you know you get those big Fuck ones that are like eight cuppers right I said and we'll have them all in a row on the windowsill in the kitchen and it'll look nice but also we'll have a teapot for every occasion she just looked at me and she went alright fine yeah. I'll yeah. do that and then she left the pause she went, she went you fucking maniac and then she just left the room <laughs> <laughs> quite right I've gone t- quite right I'm, I'm with her I've got I've got I accident I got carried away I'll admit you I did. went from saying what you've done I went from saying buy a new teapot to saying buy three new fucking teapots buy you, all the teapots in to- the fucking world <laughs> you tried to create a little teapot family there for your windowsill the thing is daddy you, teapot you, mummy teapot and little baby teapot you've got to remember right I don't go out much at all I don't really socialise I go probably for the best. I go out to West Ham with the kids um, <laughs> that's once every fortnight really isn't it and then you know other than that I tend to sort of try and I go out to you know fulfil work obligations and yeah. then I try to just get home and so therefore the money I spend I don't spend too much money on going out um, on the Raz mm. right don't really go out on the Raz much and so I can I feel like with the things that are important to me, like pillows and teapots, I can afford to mm. pay a little bit extra. So why not buy three teapots? <laughs> well, uh, well, no, why why buy three teapots? Uh, I mean, that's that's true. That's true. That you you don't drink or socialise. Don't eat so, meat. You know, don't eat meat. It's really important. cheap being a vegetarian. I just eat fucking lentils and vegetables. Tea, tea's the, the most important thing when you don't drink booze. It really so is, yeah. I can see why you're doing it. But a family of teapots, uh, I, I'm, I'm siding with your wife on this one, to well, be look, fair. She's the one going out shopping, and there's no way she's going to buy three teapots. It was a mad... No, she's not. It was a mad, crazy idea, and let's just consign it to the dustbin of history. But there's... She's, not, she's certainly not going to carry three teapots around. Two other big things have she happened for me today. Stop. They're two big days right. for me. Already. For me and the Cunters, and maybe in a way for you, Andy. Uh, one is the Justin Welby so. interviews out, the Archbishop of Banterbury interviews out at last, and it's been picked up actually right. by the BBC and some other news outlets, um, some of my news Good. lines. Some of them have actually made mention 
of Don't Fear Love, which I'm delighted by. However, they have not provided. What they have not done is provided links to the new T-shirt range that ourselves and Mm, the Archbishop of Canterbury have released, which would have been nice, wouldn't it? Like BBC go. It would have. It would have been. Well, having said that, Sam. Did you come to a commercial arrangement with the Archbishop of Banterbury before you stole his line? Not in writing, no. Mm, but you can... Probably for the but, best, but I am this is going under the if, radar. If it becomes legal, there are legal proceedings, me me versus the church. Can you imagine the amount of fucking lawyers the Church of England have? I know, And all, I know. what have I got? My brother Cass, pissed off his nut, yeah. half remembering the it's Open enough, University course he's halfway through. Fucking yeah. hell. could maybe get... Ju- we could maybe get John Timbrell in. Yeah. As a wingman. Well, you know, like, Cassin when you see the OJ thing, you know, which I can't remember how much we've discussed that in the past, but you know that wonderful, like, nine-hour-long OJ documentary? Um, yeah. And he just built a, t- a super group of lawyers, didn't he? He just <clears> kept getting more and more. Anyone yeah. who was a famous lawyer joined the OJ team. And I could do a super group of sort of semi-pro lawyers. So I could have Timbrell. Yeah. I could have my dad. I could have Cass and uh, whoever else we had knocking about. I can't think of any other shambolic celebrity lawyers, but I'm sure there's a few. Well, um, I tell you it'd be good. Anyone who's played a lawyer on telly. I tell you you it'd be good. Um, George Galloway, who's an old associate and colleague of mine. Cause he, is, is, he, is he a legal man or does he just believe that he is? He, he's sort of the guy who just do it himself. Do you, don't you remember when he went, he yeah. had to appear in front of the US Senate? And he just fucking owned them all. Do you remember that? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, it, you should watch it. Right, he yeah. got called in front of the US Senate. I can't remember why. It's something to do with the Gulf War and his criticism of it, the mm. Second Gulf War. And they they ordered him before them. Maybe he'd been making claims against the US government that they felt were untrue. And so he had to answer for himself. Mm. And he was there in front of a massive US Senate committee of all those pompous, loudmouth Americans. And he... Apt- I mean, look, a lot of people really dislike George Galloway and, you know, with some justification as well. So I'm not here waving a flag for Galloway because I know there'll be people listening who, you know, got a big problem with my understand that. But, you know, sometimes I take people as I find them and he's always mm. he's always been all right to me personally. I've yeah. got on with him. But this fucking clip of him in front of the Senate is absolutely fucking amazing. If For fans of the Timbrel oeuvre, I think, yeah. you know, Galloway does it on a pro level that, that blows your fucking mind. He just, he, he walks in, absolutely fucking destroys the entire American political system verbally and then properly gives it a TTFN dickhead and walks out. And they're all there like, what just happened? Who was that guy? What was he, Irish? I don't know. I don't Who invited him? <laughs> Are we are we able to continue? Are we done? I think he just ended he us as a us? nation. We've got to go and merge with Canada now. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, uh, dig it out, stick it, stick it on Twitter, and stick it in the newsletter. So yeah, I will. So, so anyway, they picked up on it. I don't know what the situation is with the t-shirts and Wellby, although they have sold quite well so far. And if you like them, don't forget for IFS members, it's a 25% blanket discount from now until mm-hmm. New Year. So, you know, if you mm-hmm. think about it, join the IFS for three quid and then get 25% off all your purchases, including your Don't Fear Love like t-shirts. It, and it's like you're up on the yeah. deal. So Everything's free, pretty much. Yeah. While, while, I, while Before I forget, we were talking about... Um, I don't know what the fuck it was. Uh, Rhinestone Cowboy. Mm. Uh, 
documentary recommendation, BBC4 Friday Night's Country Music. Oh, yeah. It's the history of country music, and it's done by Ken Burns, who did the Vietnam documentary. A couple oh, years wow, ago. really? Oh, it's it'll all be on iPlayer, because they've shown two episodes a night. It's on about part eight by now, I think. Oh, it's so good. It's got like an entire episode of Hank Williams and his life, and there's an episode about Patsy Klein, and we've gone through Johnny Cash, and it's kind of at the, uh, the bit of Dolly Parton one. We're at the 80s stage now. It's fucking great. Even if you don't like the music, yeah, well, the I'm stories not, I've are never been brilliant. a big um, country music fan. I've not been someone who dislikes it. Yeah. Uh, but There's only so much you can take, I think, in one go. Best of Country CD. It's probably about it. No, I've always thought it's very kind of... I don't know. In some ways, I always thought it's the ultimate white music, isn't it? But then again, you could say... I suppose some people would say that it does have similarities with soul music. It's like white It's like yeah. white soul music, isn't it? Because it's all based in folk music, isn't it? It all comes from folk music heritage. Mm. Minstrels. So, you know, it's legitimate. It all comes it's from legitimate. minstrels, ultimately, just like us. Yeah. Like we do, yeah, because that's what we described ourselves as when we were on tour. Yeah. We, good afternoon, we are the minstrels. We are here to, we are here to perform for you. for you this afternoon. Um, Please show us to our dressing room. Uh, right. Well, uh, yeah, country music. Now, yeah, okay, well, I'm definitely going to watch that. I mean, I nearly messaged you the other night because I haven't watched uh, good music, you know, real fucking sit there and get fucking mega into it, music documentary for a while. Mm. And... I consider you an expert on the genre. Yeah, it's re- it's really really good. Okay, the other the other good thing that's happening today is at last one of the most hotly anticipated podcasts of the year has been released. It is yeah. Life Goals, my brother Theo Delaney's podcast, <coughs> in which is yeah. like Desert Island East of football. Andy Dawson has been one of the guests quite a few months ago now. Um, he's had other I great. I think it was the episode of the highest highest listener numbers so far. Just wait until right. I finish my point. Don't worry. Mm. I'm going to fucking no, credit sorry. you with that. But that's an important part of this story because okay. he's had who do you have? He had Kevin Day kicked it off. Then you. Uh, he's had Nick Hancock. He's had the actor Rufus Jones. Pelly. He's had I can't remember like lo- loads of great people. Right, really interesting. We Paul Hawksby up a talk sport, and the idea is you pick your top eight favorite goals. Um, and uh, you know that defines your life and some songs to go with them so did that, is that yeah. a power play you're coughing over this right because you n- I'm not I've pressed the mute button while I cough because you're worried about what's coming next now this podcast no has one been heard the cough. very popular podcast right and it's growing all the time and I can really recommend it not just because he's my brother it's a really good really good podcast but Andy, as he correctly says, has the highest rating so far because we've got the analytics. Because we produce this show, we can see yeah. the uh, analytics and how many people listen to each. And, and it's true, Andy Dawson's is the most popular. But I have said for a while now that <clears throat> when mine is released, to interview me about my top eight goals, it will be the most popular. I told him this repeatedly because for a while there, right. as you remember, it looked like he wasn't even going to ask me, which I was really put out by. Mm. Um, and in the end, he succumbed to public pressure and interviewed me. My interview was so long, right, that Christ. he's had to do it. In, he's had to do it into a two-parter. It's the only episode mm. that's had to be a two-parter. So part one is out today. Yeah. It's about Steve Jones and the Pyramid Game taking me to Upton Park. Yeah. It's about me being Mark Ward's pen pal when he was in the Nick. Right. Um, it's about. Martin Allen's um, best goal ever and my subsequent relationship with him 
right? Not sexual, but it's great. Is it? And is it, it features the music of Five Star as well. So, good. Is it? Is it material that you could have deployed within this podcast that you've chosen to? Take elsewhere. To be honest, a lot of it has been already. It was recycled. A Rehashed. Lot <laughs> okay, a lot of it fine. was recycled. Um, but you know, just because it's the truth. I mean, I've said so much on this podcast. I'd be hard pressed to go anywhere and not say stuff that's already been on this yeah. podcast. But listen, it's really good. And as I said, I, I've got high hopes it will overtake yours in the ratings because not only okay. are, are the anecdotes and uh, and all the rest of it obviously gold. But obviously, there's a simmering subtext of fraternal psychodrama. And that is what, you know, you come for the goals and the music and the lulls, but there is a psychodrama Mm. going on. Listen back to it. When Theo interviews other people, whether that be you or Boyd Hilton or any of the others, right, he tends to be quite sycophantic with them. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's really great. Oh, I love that song. Oh, yeah, I like you. Right, but of course with me. Yeah, please like me. He's my older brother, right? He's my oldest brother. He's nearly 10 years older than me. Um, What, uh, you know, I have sought his approval my entire life. That's what I'm seeking. Approval. Approval from my older brother. He, Mm -hmm. his role is to withhold the approval, isn't it? That's what he does. Make you fight for it and earn it. Yeah. yeah. And so this is an interesting dynamic because his Does style Does he bully you in this episode? He, my memories of it is me just going on and on, telling all these fantastic stories, colourful, engaging, right, yeah. emotional, hilarious. And him sitting there, bit arms folded, a few eye rolls, a bit like, yeah, whatever, yeah. dickhead. Come on, then impress me, cunt. Yeah, what bit, you got? Yeah, I've heard it all. Heard before. this one before. I've got heard it all before. It's all bullshit yeah. as well. I were there, <laughs> right? Brother stuff, right? And I'm just yeah. like, mate, like me, approve of me, love me, mm-hmm. say you admire me, please. No, yeah. it's not fucking happening, parts, dickhead. It's not happening. Christ. Not until you get three yeah. teapots in your rig. <laughs> sounds, it sounds um, mesmerising. It's a mesmerising listen. It's called Life Goals with Theo Delaney. Listen to it today. Uh, part one's out. It's so, very important that I beat Andy in the ratings. Very important to and me. You've, you've done, you've, you, I guess you've done two episodes so you can add the figures together and come up with a total that might beat mine. Ah, I didn't think of it that, that way. But no, no, that's not fair. I think More psychodrama. I think both episodes are going to both in, individually outdo yours. Right, okay. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not asked to be fair. But yeah, yeah, oh yeah, of course you're not. Yeah. Listen, hey, mate. Once on. I've won Theo's Look, approval, I'm going to win your oh. approval, and then yeah, eventually yeah, I'm going to win my dad's <laughs> approval, and then I'm going to. Uh, that's it. Fine. I'll do a fucking George Michael and die. I'll be king of the world with all the teapots. I've got three teapots. I have finally won the approval. Of Theo, Andy, and Baz, the big man. That's it. <laughs> TTFN, dickheads. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Jalapeño. Hey, while we're talking about flogging stuff, yeah. um, if any of the listeners want a great Christmas present either for themselves or to be bought for someone else, mm-hmm. we're doing some more live shows in February, the last ones of this tour that we've been doing over the last few months, and we're going to be doing Edinburgh on February the 1st, uh, London on February the 2nd, and then it's Leeds on the 3rd, Nottingham on the 4th. And then that is fucking it for this show that, <laughs> yeah. that has wowed the nation across the last few months. It really it's done, has. putting it to bed. Wowed is the right idea. But listen, I mean, we will probably tour again like late next year. But by that stage, we'll have written a new show, right? That'll be, yeah, that'll be a new show, won't it? Yeah, With new characters. It's the last one to see who, this one. Who know, we've got no idea what might happen between now and then in terms of the way the content of this show evolves. Exactly. It's exciting, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, it is. What so I'm looking forward the, to most is going back to our um, our rig in Nottingham, that that travel lodge on the motorway. Oh, is that where we're staying? Oh, oh right, yeah, to create it again. Yeah, create to, the next for, show. for our writing for our writing. Um, what do you call it? Getaway. Yeah, you know what writing we should hope. do, mate. We should do those things that gu- gullible sort of rich retirees do where we do like a retreat somewhere like an old farmhouse mm. in Tuscany and you charge the silly yeah. cunts and they come along and you do a week that's right yeah a week of writing and podcast workshops yeah. with Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson definitely hello cunts so come sweet. in there's your breakfast <laughs> cornflakes get it down yeah sorry there's no milk you're gonna have to have water on it because uh you know what it's like it, that's what we do yeah, you can't trust the milk in these countries. It's not fresh. I don't know. I think they get it from pigs or something. Anyway, just have your cornflakes with your water and fucking listen up because we're going to teach you a bit about podcasting. <laughs> Here's a microphone. It's not the ones we use. It's a much cheaper one, but, you know, you can buy your own. We can get you a 20% discount off a proper one later on at the end. Right, action. Start yeah. talking. Oh, what should I say? No, that's shit, isn't Anything. it? Anything. <laughs> first thing that comes into your head anything top first you thing later top first thing later that's the fucking motto right you've either got it or you haven't it's quite apparent you haven't got it so you're going to have to go home no go refunds on. no Take refunds sorry read the small print dickhead <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tickets for them shows at tftimemachine.com for all the information and links come and see us it's fucking great yeah, it really is. Um, shall we shall we look at some letters and stuff and emails? Yeah. That's kind of what we're here for. We're almost finished this one now. Um, I've got one that I almost read out last week, but it was a bit long, so we ran out of time. But I'll read it now. Um, 
Raoul Mort, False Alarm. It's entitled. Do you remember Raoul Mort? The fellow who shot, out, shot his girlfriend, then he shot yeah. a copper, and then he hid in the woods? Yeah, I remember. Right, well, uh, this is from Alex Stebbings, and he says, Right, you lot complained recently about lengthy cunt stories, blah, 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 okay, whatever. Um, <clears throat> summer 2010, I was on a week-long lads holiday in Prague, getting pissed every day and watching the World Cup. Towards the end of the week, news filtered through to us there was a serial killer on the loose back home, Raoul Mort, brackets local hard man. Um, upon boarding a late evening flight from Prague to Newcastle, the last recorded sighting of Mort had been in Chesterley Street, not far from Newcastle. This is where my parents live, and I was heading to their house to spend the night before travelling down to my flat in Manchester the next day. My parents were away on holiday at the time, so this house had been standing empty for a few days while Raoul Mort was at large. Mm. Arriving at my parents' house in the early hours of the morning, I was tired and fragile after a heavy week on the session. Here are the series of events that unfolded very quickly, which led to an armed response unit raiding the property half an hour later. Oh, no. <laughs> Number one. I put my key in the door and upon opening it, heard a noise in the kitchen that sounded like somebody eating from a bowl. It's a little bit Whoa. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, isn't it? Yes. But let's forget, parents are away, so no one should be home. Number two, I entered the house and saw a rifle on the dining table. Oh. Number three, I shot myself and quickly exited the house. As I did so, a police car pulled up on my street. I marched straight over to the police car, assuming they'd arrived for a reason, and said, Roll Mortis in there! Roll Mortis in there! That's what he said. The poli- yeah. Fuck the police hell. told me to get the police told me to get in the back of the car and quickly rang in on the radio what I'd just told them. Within minutes, an armed response unit, around fifteen strong, stormed the house as I sat with the two police officers on my garden wall. There was nobody in the house. Below is the quite simple explanation of what had happened and why I looked a right prat. <laughs> Number one, the sound of somebody eating from a bowl was one of my mum and dad's cats eating from a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, the rifle on the table was actually a fancy trophy that my brother had won in a competition the week before. <laughs> Number three, the police car outside had pulled in to do some paperwork. <laughs> after the raid I was left with the two police officers who tried to reassure me that I did the right thing that when it was quite obvious that they pitied me <laughs> after all after all they just witnessed a 21 year old idiot attempt to ask an armed response unit to try not to let the cats out because they don't normally go out <laughs> <laughs> my parents found it hilarious and like to get me to tell their friends the story every now and again to undermine me there we are. Raoul Mort, false alarm. It's easily done. Uh, Raoul Mort, yeah, I met that copper he shot in the face once. Yeah, he died. He died, unfortunately, a few he years did. later. But I met. I went to the he Pride did. of Britain Awards one year and he was there getting a uh, Pride of Britain Award. They yeah. didn't give me one, mind you. No, well... Um, I haven't been back since. One, uh, Perhaps once they've heard your podcast of uh, life goals, they might um, shortlist yeah, you for Pride it. of Britain, definitely. For winning the approval of his older brother, Sam Delaney, <laughs> after years of fucking strife. For winning these approval over two parts. <laughs> All right, lads. It uh, says Paul Holmes on the email. He yeah, says okay. he's bullet pointed his points. Number one, Calypso Christmas is one of my favourite Christmas albums. Because we were right. slating it yesterday. Hipster, Hipster, Hipster. yeah. Uh, number two, I really enjoyed Fleabag. Ooh. 
Oh, Number three, okay. I quite like the depressing talking songs on Six Music. Okay, so right. this bloke is a hipster. Uh, yeah. He's trying, yeah, he's he's fallen for all the crap that people tell he's, him he's supposed he's to like. Pretending to like stuff that's not very good. Yeah, he's written, I haven't left TTFM, TTFM has left me. Only joking, dickheads. Thanks for pointing out my cuntish tendencies and keeping me in check. <laughs> it's what I pay my FS subsoil. Yeah, well done, Paul Holmes. That's the fucking attitude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is the correct now go and attitude. Listen, go, no, go and listen to now. That's what I call music Christmas. Yeah. Over Fucking and over again. Step into Christmas. Step in together. Better, 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 never. Come on and see me. Step into Christmas. The admission's free. Or do you want Kate Tempest Christmas? Homeless man at Christmas. He don't know where to go. Tory austerity measures. <laughs> What's going on in this world? Shut up. Fucking <laughs> step into Christmas. Did it, did it, did it. <laughs> so this is Christmas. I was, I, was, I was walking up as usual by Chris Hawkins on Six Music yeah. this morning and he was playing some kind of um, fucking Christmas song that was had been recorded by a robot voice. Yeah, I was I listening to that with Did you hear it? I was, me and Len God. were in bed listening to it and he went... I went, this is a bit weird. And he just went, from under the duvet, Len's voice just went, it is absolutely rubbish. <laughs> I was like, I quite like it. I thought Chris Did Hawkins was on fire this morning. Again, it was it was one of them that fucking freaked me out a bit. Yeah, it was a bit scary. Yeah, yeah, too early in the morning for that kind of thing when I'm waking up. But, uh, you know, whatever. Each uh, to their own. Andy B on the Patreon has written, Duncan Ferguson is from Sterling. He's kept it very brief as if he's angry about it. So what? We said he was from Glasgow, but he is a man of Glasgow because he's a Glasgow Rangers legend, right? And who yeah. knows where Sterling is? It's probably it's right about, next to fucking about, Glasgow. It's about 20 miles away from Glasgow, yeah. Yeah, so chill out, so, Andy, yeah. fuck's sake. Fucking fuck's bit of a Frank Lampard, that one, wasn't it? Do you want yeah. to hear this stray co-worker one? This is um, what I call email roulette. I haven't read it before, but you shout stop at the point at which you think it's either shit or inappropriate, okay? Right, okay. Hi, lads. Got a story from when I was working a shit summer job in a busy-as-fuck canal-side pub a few years ago. I've, this is a good start. A canal-side mm. pub is a great setting for a story. Always good. It is, isn't it? Yeah. One evening around midnight... Just my co-walker, we'll call him Kay, and I were closing up the pub. Kay was complaining about how he'd have to walk back to the train station. I assume he was grafting for a lift, but I found him too annoying to spend four minutes in close confinement with. You can't. So I offered to give him a lift to the top of the hill. I dropped him off and then went <laughs> home to it. Uh, yeah, I can't take your way to the station. I'll, I'll take you to I'll the top of the hill. hill. <laughs> yeah, I dropped him. <laughs> Dropped him off and then went home to bed. I was woken up early by my mum saying that there were two police officers downstairs. Yeah, he's dead. And it's on you. He fell down the hill. <laughs> they wanted to speak to me because Kay had been reported missing by his girlfriend. I was the last person to see him. Brackets, shit. I told them what happened and spent the rest of the day shitting it that Kay was in a ditch somewhere when he could have got home safe. If I'd just endured his shit chat and given him a lift. I turned up to work at five, still having no idea what happened. I arrived and who's behind the bar? It's Kay looking worse for wear. Thank fuck for that. His story was that he'd got on the train and he was met by a group of Irish lads who coerced him into going on a night out and spending a few hundred quid. He spent the whole shift <laughs> regaling his tail to every customer he served. Kay was fired the next day for leaving mid-busy-as-fuck shift after his girlfriend demanded he come home or something. 
Kay was a bit of a wanker. Nah. Nah, it wasn't a very it? good it email. It wasn't very good. Nah, didn't nah, really go it, anywhere. It, got, it, got, it, it peaked at the top of the hill. I found that song. See if I can get it to play. It's the most wonderful time of the year by a but, robot. By a robot. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Give us the fucking That's Andy Williams that. version or fuck off. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking for good uh, festive go- things, uh, I watched, I always have a little, me, me and the missus always watch Die Hard um, around, we have Die Hard night to usher in Christmas. I haven't had that right. night yet, but what I did watch, because I hadn't seen it in years and I'd forgotten that it was not a Christmas film, but it is a film set at Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. So, for instance... Trading Places, which is my number one favourite film of all time. Yeah. It's not a Christmas film, but it is a film set at Christmas, right? Yeah. And another film like that, which is probably in my, certainly in my top ten films of all time, is The Apartment with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. Oh, yeah. And I don't, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's, it is a fucking knockout movie. It's one of the best movies ever yeah. made. Jack Lemmon, they're both incredible in it. And it's um, and it, I'd forgotten because I hadn't seen it in about twenty years. But it, it is set at Christmas, so that's the recommendation. But then also with the kids on Friday night, we watched The Grinch. They always want to watch The Grinch every year, the one with Jim Carrey. And I was like, Yeah, okay, we'll watch The Grinch. Seen before, quite like it. But I don't know what it was. But I watched it from the beginning, and I realised The Grinch is one of the funniest fucking films ever. Like Jim Carrey wow. in that film <laughs> is so fucking funny, right? I'm going to yeah. watch it again this week. That's how funny it is. The Grinch is like this kid. No one knows why, but he was born Grinch-like, right? No one really knows mm. why. And he went, to a no- he went to a normal human school, right? Even though mm-hmm. they're not really, none of them are particularly normal because, you know, in um, that world, they've all got those strange upturned noses and stuff. But whatever. He goes to school with the normal kids and he gets through it. Um, notwithstanding a, a little bit of teasing and he falls in love with this really pretty girl when he's quite young and one day he brings a present in for her but before he's got a chance because it's Christmas before he's got a chance to give her the Christmas present one of the bully kids in the class laugh at him right and tease him for bringing this girl yeah. a present and the Grinch just on the basis of that he hasn't even had a chance to give it to the girl yet just f- throws a shit fit so immense that he, he ends up fucking off going up a hill on the outskirts of town, building his own rig up there and living <coughs> alone for the next 20 years, just being fucking mental and talking to himself and despising <laughs> Christmas. And then every year, only coming out of his rig once a year to ruin Christmas for everyone in the local town, right? All on the basis of this one small slight that happened to him all those years ago, right? By the school bully. Yeah. The school bully subsequently goes on to become the fucking mayor of Wu-Town and marries the bird that the Grinch had a crush on. So that's the story. But the Grinch himself, the character, is the maddest fucking character ever created in the history of stories, right? He is insane. He is fucking mad, right? He lives alone, and he just talks to himself. (laughs) And to turn that into a movie is quite hard. But Jim Carrey, it is his career-defining performance. No one else could Mm. pull it off but Jim Carrey, because most of it... It's like one of these Tom Stoppard plays where there's just one fucking character or two characters on the mm-hmm. stage for, like, fucking ever, you know. It's like, he's just on his own, being mad. It's like a study in insanity. Yeah. But he carries you through it. He carries you through it. Yeah. Because he's it was Jim a, Carrey. If it, was an adult, 
an adult based film, it would mm. win all the awards ever. It would Definitely. be regarded as the greatest thing of all time. Definitely. They'd call it a tour de force, wouldn't they? They would have called it a fucking tour, it a de tour de force. And I tell you what, they wouldn't have cast Carey, they would have probably got fucking Daniel Day Lewis to do it. Speaking of good films, uh, Madagascar 3 was on yesterday, so that'll be in the iPlayer for the next month, which is the best of the three Madagascar films. Is it it's because where they, the they penguins the... feature more heavily in it? Not really, no. It's the one where they hook up with the circus I in love France. That, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And King Julian falls in love with a massive bear. What is that song it's that, very, that, very good. that they the Turbo disco. Afro 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 Circus. Afro 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 just, I can't stop singing it now. I'm just looking at the, the cast list, right, of this film. Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, David Schwimmer, Jada Pinkett Smith, Sasha Baron Cohen, Cedric the Entertainer, Andy Richter, Francis McDormand, Martin Short, Brian Cranston, fucking hell, Vinnie Jones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Vinnie Jones? Jesus. Yeah, Vinnie Jones plays Freddie the Great Dane, apparently. I didn't know that, but there you oh. go. Great film. Um, before we go, quick one. From Ted. Hi, yeah. Sam and Andy. In my constituency of Melton and Rutland, a guy called Andy Watchhorn was running as an independent candidate, but mm. died shortly oh. before the election. Yeah. Sad. Uh, he still got nearly 500 votes on the day, though, in what I believe was an attempt to have a ghost as our MP. Well, I'd vote for a ghost. Maybe that's the future. We're all confused, well. aren't we, about what should happen next in our political yeah. world. And I'm thinking, maybe it's time to give... My attitude is give the ghosts a try because all of yeah, the living a, people have had a crack and have not made much good of it. So why not give the ghosts a try? Let's have an alternative ghost parliament, I say. Yeah. yeah. And put it and, stand off and against for God's each other. sake, let's put it in the north of England, right? Because yeah. Yeah. it's got silly. All the resources and the democracy and all the rest of it, but based here in London, if there's going to yeah. be a ghost parliament, stick it in, I don't know fucking where would you say like Preston somewhere Bradford. like that yeah I find that slightly patronising but yeah Carlisle Carlisle proper that northern Carlisle, town fucking hell. proper fucking northern well. proper northerners up there in Carlisle they think you they think Sunderland is full of soft southerners they consider yeah, you the south do, actually. they consider you yeah. the south in Carlisle yeah, okay right um, that's it for this one We'll be back with, um, what, what's tomorrow? Ripley's Believe It or Not, innit? If you're IFS. Oh, then it come round uh, quick. Uh, uh, an old keen odyssey, if you're not, if you're a skinflint. Uh, so the, the message really is subscribe or perish, I think. Yeah, and if you are IFS, I'm going to send a patron email out with the discount codes again for any new IFS members, of which there's been yeah. a few, but not quite enough for my liking mm. over the no, last week. Same here. Mm. Yeah, we've got targets, haven't we? Thanks for listening. TTFN Dickheads. Yeah, up yours.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.